It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Did the Dallas Cowboys find a starter with one of their day three picks? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. We're uh, we're making our way through this class, learning a little bit more about them each day. Um, and I'm excited to talk about this group. This is a group of, of folks that, you know, of all these people that were drafted, honestly, I feel like we may have talked about the least. So yeah. I'm excited to kind of get into them a little bit more and dive deep. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about the Cowboys' first two selections on day three, Junior Fahoku and Asim Richards uh, from North Carolina. Let's start with Fahoku, who the Cowboys selected uh, in the fourth round. A uh, little bit of an interesting selection here, a lot of projection here, but what did you see from Fahoku when you turned on the tape? Uh, I, I, you know, I think that what you see is clearly what I think the Cowboys have plans for, right? This is a guy who you see kind of move in up and down the line for them uh, at San Jose state. You saw him kick outside, obviously spending a lot more time outside. You see him even in a, a two point a standing stance. Uh, and then you also see him kind of kick inside. And, and what you see is violence. <laughs> it's just, he's, he's just sudden and explosive and his hands are constantly moving i compared him to tyron crawford simply in the fact that you know like think about a smooth athlete think about some uh like someone a long strider you know dipping underneath the table and then smoothly making the corner and, and how like you know, kind of fluid all that movement is. That is not what this guy is doing. No. What this guy is doing is exploding off the ball, punching you in the face a bunch of times and like swiping his hands and just trying to do every throw a hundred different moves to try to get around you. Just like is constantly just this ball of energy that is, you know, being thrown at a blocking scheme. Uh, and and sometimes you see him uh, uh, get through and, and make it uh, pass the line of scrimmage and destroy a play. Sometimes you see him do like a really terrible half spin and get completely <laughs> blocked out of the play. Uh, but I, I think what you see, uh, what I think the Cowboys uh, coaches saw was a guy who is a big, you know, not super athletic in the sense of a, of a, you know, like a Randy Gregory type bendy guy, but athletic in the sense that he's 
280 pounds and explosive, you know, in that sort of way, a uh, guy who they could just either, you know, play the kind of uh, Chauncey Golston role, that previous one where he plays a little bit outside early and a little bit inside uh, later, uh, and, and just a guy that they can throw at blocking schemes and, and, and just be a wrecking ball. And that's, that's what I saw from him, and I, I think that's likely to be his role in the NFL as well. If you watch his edge tape, I mean, it's clear. He just doesn't win with athleticism. But where he no. wins is he plays his butt off, right? And I yep. think his hand usage and technique is well above average, especially for a guy coming from San Jose State. Like, I don't think yep. offensive tackles there were ready for it. I, I still think his best tape came when he was playing inside, either yep. as a three technique or as a four eye. And he's just shooting gaps, right? You just yeah. ask him to shoot a gap, get up there as quick as you can, and try to create havoc. That's where I think his best game comes from. And frankly, I think that's how the Cowboys are going to use him is, hey, just go create chaos. And we'll yeah. try to – that's what we're going to just try to do up front. And we've got all these other guys that will clean up your you know, your sacks. Go create havoc up front. I, I, I see why the Cowboys were interested in, in him in day three. Yeah, I think, you know, likely what will happen is that I think that the trajectory of this player is moving towards a three technique, right? Like yeah. similar to Golson where it's just how I quickly do we get there? Yeah, exactly. Right. Like I think he starts out as an inside uh, outside inside player, but I think eventually the idea is that you will reduce him down into a, a full time three technique as he gets stronger uh, in the NFL. So uh, but yeah, I think I think you nailed it. Like it's, uh, uh, until then. We're going to see him kind of as a five tech. We've seen them deploy that a little bit of a four eye, right? And I think he's going to be valuable in that's in in those spots simply as someone who's a block deconstructor. Yep. I think he will also be valuable as part of you know the Cowboys like to do a lot of twists, a lot of stunts. Yep. I think he'll be valuable in that as well, just because he's so violent and, and sudden that uh, I think him kind of crashing down on a guard, an unsuspecting guard, as someone else loops in around him. Uh, that could be could be really effective. And let's just talk about his frame for a second. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see his RAS score there. But uh, 6036, 276 pounds. Now, that is what he measured in at the Combine. At his pro day, he came in at 283 pounds. So you're already seeing him starting to yep. bulk up a little bit. I was watching a, uh, a call uh, this morning where he said, yeah, the coaches told me to start bulking up. So... I, I don't know how much good weight you can put on uh, in you know four months before the season starts, but I think 286, 287, if he could be around that range, I think that's what the Cowboys are looking for here. He's going to call up his cousin and say, hey, how do I put on uh, 20 pounds of muscle? He, you know, his cousin, yeah. just we're clear, his cousin is not Simi Fajoko. It's, it's Vita Vea is his cousin. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously that's what he's not going to ever be. Vita Vea, no. like, you know, the 340 pound uh, dancing bear. But I think you could get him up to 290 and that's and the goal. Still like have a 291, right? Athlete, right? Yeah. I, I, I think he's... that's the goal. Like, if you're projecting a year or two years from now, it's we want you at 291. Yes, you're going to sacrifice a little bit of speed and quickness, but you've got so much there already compared to other defensive tackles that it's worth the trade off. And again, you're going to be a rotational defensive lineman that can play as a five technique, can play as a four eye, that can kick inside as a three technique. If we want you as a base end, you know, on certain running situations, we can do that. But that's going to be your role with this team. 
yeah, just you know, uh, just very dense player. Like, I, I don't yeah. mean that in a, a stupidity. Me, I mean physically dense. Like, yeah, you just you see, like he's he's, he's just, just very thick everywhere, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you know, you you see uh, a, a lot of these kind of. Uh, uh, you, you see a lot of these Polynesian players that come in and that are the bigger type body type, right? And then you see yes. these other guys who are like the 260, but they're like, they're so thick. Like they're just like so yeah. dense, like boned and have huge wrists and, and, and ankles. Uh, so I think that him putting on this weight is going to be no problem for him and carrying it is not going to be an issue. Honestly, I don't even know if we would notice the difference between this athletic testing at 276 and where he is almost 10 pounds heavier currently so uh, i i definitely think that they'll they'll have some success kind of putting some weight on him without losing too much explosion and i will say typically the guys that benefit the most from an nfl weight room aren't the guys that are coming from georgia to the nfl it's the no. guys that are coming from san jose state to the nfl uh, i wouldn't be surprised if he looks totally different a year from now with a full year of strength training in a program that has a plan for him uh, dietary stuff yeah all, all that stuff yeah it's just more comprehensive in yeah. the cowboys than it is the san jose state i, I want to ask you about what his role is going to be this year and what it might mean for the rest of the interior defensive line next this episode is brought to you by fanduel make a fast break to fanduel during the nba playoffs because right now New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is $1,000 back if bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. I really, really hope that you bet on the Lakers last night to beat the uh, the Warriors. I don't even know if Landon knows. He lives right in L.A., doesn't follow basketball. Did you have like an earthquake or something when Laker fans were jumping up and down? Oh, are the Lakers playing? Guys, oh, so bad. So bad. Uh, there's no better place to bet on the Lakers in all of the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official betting partner of the NBA. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Every dayers, tomorrow on the show, we're going to continue our uh, draft series talking about the Cowboys' other day three picks. You're not going to want to miss that. Mm. All right, Landon. Uh, how do you think Fahoku fits into the defensive line rotation this year? Because it looks to be a little crowded right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think I think that the guy that actually may need to watch himself a little bit here is Neville Gallimore, you know? Uh and I and I and I know that doesn't really make a ton of sense because they don't necessarily play the same spot, but I do think that drafting Junior Fahoku really allows you to kind of lean into the final part of the transition for Golston to make his way from defensive end to defensive tackle. Yeah. Um and I think that what that what that ultimately means is and that that may not mean that 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 Golson completely, you know, goes away from playing defensive end at all. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, take some snaps there. But the fact is that if he's going to be playing more and more defensive tackle, 
maybe that gives you the kind of freedom to say, maybe save some money and say goodbye to Neville Gallimore, who just, you know, look, I mean, we've, it we've, hasn't we've, we've, made, we've made it clear. It's just, it just hasn't happened with him. So uh, I think Fahoku is a guy that, you know, has the kind of strength and explosion that you can put on the field right away. Uh, you know, he's, he's not, speed's not his game, but I think he has that kind of uh, disruptive play and violence to his game that will be able to, uh, uh, you know, translate right away. So I, I do think that you, you, you could see him at, early on as uh, probably a game day inactive as they uh, work him as a healthy scratch. Yeah. Yep. As they work him uh, up a little bit. And then as the season goes along, maybe you see an injury in one of those spots and you just kind of see him start to subbing in and then they yep. slowly start working him in. And then he becomes kind of part of the rotation, similar to what you saw at the end of the year with Golson. So uh, I think that's the trajectory for him. And then the idea being by year two, year three, maybe he makes a transition to three tech a little bit quicker than Golson because, frankly, I think he might be bigger than Golson is right now. Already. He's certainly more athletic than Golson. There's no doubt about it. No, he's so, not as I long. Think, he's not as no. long as Golson, and that's the trade. And I, I think but. that that's the thing that is why uh, Golson has worked out at, at three technique at times is because. Uh, that kind of length at, at tackle is is defensive tackle can be kind of rare for for explosive yeah. guys, right? Yeah. Like you don't see you see the the length are us, is usually associated with you know the bigger nose tackle guys who are six five three hundred twenty plus pounds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think back to uh, uh, David Irving, right? And, yes. and why David Irving had some successes because he was an explosive, quick guy was very svelte despite his height. But he had very, very long arms, and that explosion plus length yes. was helpful. That's where Golson will win. Where Fahoku, it's more like we said that get off, explode into the gap, be violent with your hands, uh, and that's going to work both inside and outside early as he slowly, like I said, slowly makes his way towards a two-three technique. Yeah, if Fahoku wants to earn snaps as a rookie, he's going to have to beat out Neville Gallimore, who you mentioned, and then I kind of think Quinton Bohana because I just don't see the Cowboys. Holding on to three one techniques, right? I mean, because if you call yeah. Mozzie a one technique, you call Jonathan Hankins a nose tackle slash one technique, and then there's Bohana. I don't know if they have room for all three of those guys in the roster. And if you want just somebody else who gives you a little bit more versatility, I think Fahoku ha- has it, but I don't know if Bohana can offer you that at all. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I, I think the fo- the person just to kind of sum up because I I think what we're all kind of saying the same thing the 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 position group that is likely to take a hit uh, on on cut down day from the junior Fahoku draft pick is the de- defensive tackle without a doubt group. Yeah. Not, not less it, so the defensive not, end group which is very full and, Dante and, and Fowler's not lo- yeah, yeah Dante Fowler's not losing his job Sam Williams no. not losing his job no, to no, Fahoku no. it's it's one one if not two of those interior defensive linemen. Uh, Let's talk about the Cowboys next pick uh, on day three, Asim Richards, an offensive tackle slash guard from North Carolina. Uh, We both watched his tape in the last couple of days. What did you see uh, when you saw him? I'm a fan of of Asim Richards. He's, he, uh, you know, you saw a lot of, is it Asim or Awesome? I want to make sure we're clear. Asim, I think is, I I could be wrong. We should, I look, it's it's a H. Seem so. I think it's Asim. Right? Asim. Okay. Just yeah, want to make I sure. say awesome. I'm terrible I keep saying awesome because so. I'm terrible too. So apologies to Asim or awesome, however you say your name. Um, I yeah, I, I'm a fan. I, I think what you saw is a guy who uh, has a lot of athleticism, 
Um, he's got quite a few starts. Uh, that's that was the thing I, yeah. I think was surprising. He's a three year starter for North Carolina. Um, you know, the more I watched this tape, the more I just felt like, why isn't this guy being considered a little bit higher? I, I don't know if he just got lost in the shuffle with some of this other stuff, but I I, I see a guy who. I think he's a good athlete. He's a very good foot athlete. He certainly has the athleticism to play tackle if you want. He gets out in front of folks. Uh, he, he shuffles his feet well. Uh, he's got a, a, he's got really good grip strength. Once he gets his hands mm-hmm. on you, it, it, it's 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 you know it's, it's hard to get away from him. There, you know, I think the things where he struggles is a lot of technique based, right? Like he will get out in front of a guy, and then it becomes a time to kind of reset your hands like while you're in that kind of later part of the snap and he doesn't quite do that quick enough and then usually will the guy will get off him because of that uh will get off his block because of that and you also see it where you know he he, his 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 issues to me are all hand technique based mostly well, right? like, I saw a couple times where his hands would get so wide. That's exactly what I was just going to say. And he it's almost like he's trying to tackle them, right? Right. Like and what what ends up happening is he's not holding. Just to be clear, he, they're just no. so wide. But the defensive lineman will put their head down, and then the quarterback will get outside the pocket, and it looks like a hold, and you get a flag. Now he's not actually holding them; it's just bad hand technique. That's where. <laughs> Who's that remind you of? Does that I mean, remind you? A little bit of Tyler Smith that way? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the same thing, right? It's it's where this the guy needs to have his hands up in here tight so that his punch is is, is at the defender's chest as yeah. opposing to trying to, like, envelop the guy. And, yeah. and, look, I understand the technique. You're trying to envelop the guy to keep him from getting inside and out. But that's, you know, if you miss even just a little bit, that's holding, like, without yeah. a doubt. So even if you get it right – the guy can try to pull away left or right as the, as the quarterback runs, and that will look like holding even if it isn't holding. So yes. technique stuff needs some work, but, I mean, he's got all the physical traits as far as I'm concerned. Well, that's what I was going to say is I when I watched him at the Senior Bowl, where he was playing left tackle and right guard and a little bit of left guard in practices. When he was getting beat, it wasn't due to a lack of athleticism or a lack no. of power. It was all technique stuff, and it's yeah. just – how how long is it going to take him to basically tear down his technique and start all over? Because I think you kind of have to with him. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, th- I think that's the standard for offensive linemen at this point right. in the NFL. Yes, I think like, it is. You, all these guys have to have their technique torn down. The, the technique that the people are learning in college is just not good. It's just yeah. because it's 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 basically built for what that offense does and they don't want to have to teach a bunch of uh, advanced techniques offensive line play in in the nfl is much more difficult than it is in college so that's the case with a lot of these guys anyways even the upper tier guys right so for me i think this is a guy that if it's just about kind of getting some better hand placement some understanding of of having a better feel for when it's time to reset your hands, right? To, to have the feel, okay, this guy's about to get get loose from this grip. Let me reset my hands. Let me shuffle my feet so I'm blocking him. Uh, and, and I think if he can kind of just get a little bit better, uh, uh, you know, con- con- synchronicity between his feet and his hands, yep. then I think he's he's going to be good. And that's actually why a move to guard, I think, makes some sense, right? If you're already – talking about you know kind of trying to redo some of the punch stuff you're trying to try to marry his feet to his uh his hands giving him less room that he has to cover while doing that right gives the defender less options less room to get away 
right? Like it's a lot harder for him to get away. It's kind of what we talked about with Tyler Smith last year, except Tyler solved those problems so quickly. Even when he moved out to tackle it, it didn't become an issue. So uh, I think it's a similar thing with the seam. I I think a move inside will actually help kind of hide some of his issues while he's still trying to learn some of the more advanced hand technique placement, you know, foot marrying sort of stuff. The other thing that I'll say is, man, you watch him like against Notre Dame it's not always pretty. Actually, in fact, it's no. never really pretty. But he gets the job done, right? Yeah. And a lot of times we care too much about style points at offensive yes. linemen. We like the guys that have the really clean kick slides and that have the power. But, man, when you're drafting day three offensive linemen, you just want guys that aren't going to get you killed out there. And I think I'll give you, Richard, I'll give yeah. you a great, great example of, that, of just that, right? There's a rep that I, I can't remember who he's playing. But he gets his – I think he gets his feet crossed or something, but he's not able to get both hands of a punch as the rusher is going wide around him. And he blocks him with one hand. Like, it, like it, it's not a long arm or anything, but it's like he doesn't get the other hand there. Yeah. And even with just one hand in his chest, he's able to control the defender. And that's – you know, that's the kind of thing you can't teach, right? Is like exactly. what, what happens when – the best technique isn't available to you. What are you going to be able figure to it do? Out, right? Yeah, to figure it out. That's where I think Asim Richards is kind of ahead of the game a little bit is that he makes it work, even if it's not pretty. All right, let's talk about his fit and role with the Cowboys in 2023 next. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, Landon, where do you project Richards playing for the Cowboys this year? Do you think he's an option at left guard right away? Is he somebody that they stash and develop? Or do you think they just leave him at left tackle? I think all of those are in play, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that I think that they will definitely give him looks at left guard because there's a need there. I think they're they've you know, going to take a comprehensive look at the position and, and include Chuma Dogba, include Asim Richards, Matt obviously Farniak. I think Tyler Smith obviously is a, an option here if they need to go that route. Um, I, I think they're going to throw a lot of different th- uh, stuff Ball? at the wall to see what, yeah, maybe, you know, just to see what happens, Down. right? Um, yeah, I don't, I, I doubt <laughs> that he makes that, but, um, and I think that, I think that that's, going to determine i think no matter what they're going to be training him at both guard attack yeah you know i think i think he's that gonna have to right yeah i think that that well i think that that's what they want to do with all these guys really is is if they have the flexibility they're going to train you at both to get you ready for both so i i, I think that you know if he comes in and he takes to the the coaching right away and it, and it moves quickly maybe maybe he uh, is a guy who is in competition for that starting left guard position right away I would say that that seems 
on the high end of his expectations, though. Um, I, I think it's probably more realistic that he's either a game day inactive, especially mm-hmm. early on, and then as the season goes on, maybe he starts to work in if there's injuries. And, you know, similar to what we just talked about with Junior Fahoku, except maybe without a distinct plan to rotate him in, like I think you can do with Junior Fahoku because he's a defensive yep. lineman. So I think it's likely a situation where he, you know, He's going to be cross-trained. There's no doubt. Yeah, he'll definitely be cross-trained. Could he potentially be the starter at left guard? Maybe. If he comes in and hits the ground running and and works hard, I think he has the strength to play guard right away and and not get, you know, just battered around. But I also don't – I wouldn't expect it. You know, I I, I would say that – I think he's probably going to need some time to season a little bit. My guess is the Cowboys would love to have him take, like, the seventh or eighth offensive line spot on the roster this year. And then work at being a future starter in 2024 at guard, right? Like, I think that's the ideal outcome here. But I won't be surprised if he has, like, a Jamir Sawyer career path. Like, we saw last year with the Chargers, you know, a guy that started a bunch of games at tackle at Georgia. They thought he was going to be a guard. They had an injury at left tackle. They stick him out there, and because he has so much experience – it ends up not being too bad. I, I won't be yeah. surprised if Richards ends up doing something like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think those are all within the the range of a spectrum of outcomes for this player. I, I think he has the the kind of experience against talent. I mean, he played in a Power Five division with a top quarterback, so he has he knows what it's like to have yeah. to pass block for a, a guy who's moving around back there. Uh, those are all valuable experiences, and and if he kind of hits the ground running. He had, like I said, he has the strength, I think, to play right away. So if he can get his technique where he needs to be, you know, maybe he pushes for a starting position out of training camp. The last thing I would say is I thought he'd need a lot of work as a run blocker. Like he's definitely more effective as a pass blocker. Right now, in my opinion, I think he has a long ways to go as a run blocker. I, I think that that's the kind of technique stuff too, right? Yeah. Where his hand placement. You know, and I think when he gets his helmet and his hands in the right spot in the fit, then he can drive people off the ball. But that's not happening consistently right now. So no, I, I don't no. disagree. Yeah, I, I like him though. Like if you're gambling yeah. on a offensive lineman on day three, this is the type of guy to do it. Like somebody who does have a bunch of starts, who if you can tweak one or two things with his technique and hand work, you know, hand position, maybe you do get, you know, at best a starter and maybe at worst a solid backup that can play three different spots for you. It's not a bad pick at all by the Cowboys. I like it quite Absolutely a bit. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making lots on Cowboys. Your first listen every day. Again, every day or tomorrow on the show, we're going to be talking about two more of the Dallas Cowboy draft picks. So make sure you tune in for that. Uh, you can follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. Please check us out on YouTube. You can follow Landon uh, on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we'll see you guys next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? 
Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.